the organization of the Arizona Cardinals is now full of possibilities for the future. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. want everybody just to take a second, just to take a breath and realize what is going on with the organization of the Arizona Cardinals. Requests for GM interviews. Requests for head coaching interviews. Testing the waters regarding DeAndre Hopkins. This is what change looks like. This is what the future being a tabula rasa clean slate looks like. This is something fans, employees, players, and Michael Bidwell have not experienced really in a decade. With the shift from one GM to another, especially a GM like Steve Kime, who's been Mr. Arizona Cardinal for 25 years. This is something that is unprecedented since 2013. This is something that is new. This is something that's exciting. And this is something that really has no negative repercussions for the future. This is the new age of the Arizona Cardinals. Regardless of who they hire at GM, whether it be Ian Cunningham, Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris, regardless of who they hire as head coach, whether it be Sean Payton, uh, D'Amico Ryans, Brian Flores, or Vance Joseph. Right now is the beginning of the next chapter. The last chapter lasted for about 10 years. There were some highs, there were some 3 and 13s, and there was everything in the middle. But what the Arizona Cardinals fan base, players, coaches, employees, and Michael Bidwell haven't experienced in the last decade is what this looks like without Steve Kahn. So with the influx of requests, the influx of, you know, what ifs, would they trade DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and parlay that into hiring Sean Payton? Would Sean Payton want to come here? Does Brian Flores deserve a second chance with the Cardinals? Yes. Is D'Amico Ryan's the guy for the future? Should they hire within from Van, with Van Joseph? No. All of these questions didn't exist two weeks ago. All of these questions didn't exist five days ago, six days ago. And now, with the opening of the floodgates of possibilities for the future for the Arizona Cardinals, that breeds things that fans 
employees, players, and yes, even Michael Bidwell haven't experienced excitement, possibilities, a potential pivot into something the Arizona Cardinals haven't experienced over the last decade, winning, proper roster building, proper contracts given, proper free agent signings, proper timeline for when things should be happening. And without Steve Kime in the fold, obviously you hope his health gets better soon, and I'm sure he'll have a spot with this team somewhere. But what we're witnessing right now is like the March Madness for the Arizona Cardinals. Those first two days of March Madness are one of the best spectacles in sports. It's nonstop. It's action-packed. It's full of possibilities. And the Arizona Cardinals are right in the middle of it. And that's exciting. Because you know what wasn't exciting? Expecting different results by doing the same things, which is what the Arizona Cardinals have done pretty much for a decade. I'll break down the prospects at GM. I'll break down the prospects at head coach. We'll talk about this ad nauseum until one GM and one head coach are chosen. And I'm going to finish this podcast, the last segment. I'm going to dedicate completely to DeAndre Hopkins and people completely and severely undervaluing who DeAndre Hopkins is as a player, a teammate, a leader, and a transcendent elite talent still at 31. Because let me tell you, players like DeAndre Hopkins don't come around often. We talk a lot about who the wide receiver ones are in the NFL now. That could last for two or three years. He's been doing this for the better part of a decade without any real speed. And all he's done has been an absolute terror for opposing DBs, defensive coordinators, and defenses altogether. So if you think that DeAndre Hopkins is past his prime, if you think that DeAndre Hopkins is now an injury-riddled player, if you think DeAndre Hopkins is not worth a first-round pick, I'm going to prove to you that you need to rethink that thought. And I'll do that in the final segment. But I want Arizona Cardinals fans to just take a beat, look at what's happening right now, and understand that this is what we've been waiting for. People who cover the team, like myself, who host podcasts, who's been radio for 12 years, I've known nobody but Steve Kime as GM since I've really gotten into radio. Fans who've been been you know watching this team for 30 years, 40 years, 10 years, five years, we've only known one ecosystem. And now March Madness has begun in January, and the future is full of possibilities. And that's one thing during this whole journey. Appreciate. Because even if your favorite candidate to get hired as GM isn't hired. Even if your favorite head coach candidate isn't hired, at least there's the possibility for change. And that's something this organization has desperately needed. And they're finally going to get. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Hit a like, leave a comment. Let's chat. 
want you on this ride with me. There's been some names that have been interviewed that have gotten the Cardinals have gotten permission to interview, both from the head coach and GM spots. I will talk about them pretty much on a surface level at this point because this is going to come fast. It's already been fast. It went zero to 100 really quickly. But understanding the tenets and history of the candidates and what would benefit the Cardinals the most is equally as important as where the candidates come from, what teams they've been a part of, if they've played in the NFL or not. And the same goes with head coaches. I'll talk about it next, Locked on Cardinals. Um, So before I was lucky enough to land the job that I have and uh, being with Locked on since 2017, I was on LinkedIn a lot, okay? I was on it a lot. I was sending emails daily, okay? But if you're on the other side, if you're looking for somebody like me to be employed by you, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And this is the number one candidate for best tasting protein bar on the planet is Bill Bar. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by Bill Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Bill Bar. Okay. We just got through the holidays. I've got the holiday 15 on still. And I can't eat cake anymore, man. I can't do it. That's why Bilt Bar is an easy transition for me. They're covered in 100% chocolate, okay? The macros are through the roof, and the flavors come along with it. Churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, and again, covered in 100% real chocolate. They have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't have to wait around to get a box for years. I've been talking about go to Bilt.com, order your box. It'll get sent to you. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Yes, go to Walmart. You can get a four-bar box, four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs in the pharmacy section. If you're close to a Sam's Club, you can run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You'll thank me later. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Thanks for hanging out. Um, fast and Furious here with the Arizona Cardinals GM search and head coaching search. It's fun. It's exciting. It's fascinating to see Michael Bidwell really put his money where his mouth is and his money in the pockets of Steve Keim and Cliff Kingsbury, who no longer employed by the Arizona Cardinals and really going out there and looking for what the future blueprint of success for the Arizona Cardinals will be led by. Ian Cunningham, assistant GM for the Bears, has history with the Ravens and Eagles. Um, 
player personnel background. Okay. That's what we're looking for here. Player personnel background. You say, well, most, you know, high ranking officials in organizations have that. Yes. And some are better than others. Okay. Being a part of an organization that's stable. Okay. Let's not look at the bears right now. There was an assistant GM job that he had to take to go up the rankings to get a GM job. He would be a viable option for the Arizona Cardinals interviewed yesterday. Okay. Another name that uh, Jordan Schultz from the score put out. Uh, he, he interviewed, uh, I believe an AFC executive and talked about Rand Carthon. Okay. Rand Carthon after Adam Peters declined an invitation being part of the San Francisco organization, declined an invitation to interview for the GM job for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the Titans as well. Rand Carthon is another member of the San Francisco 49ers front office. He's the director of player person. I played in the NFL. Glowing reviews would be another guy that you look at who has the tenet of strong player personnel background. This roster needs massive overhaul. And that doesn't mean getting rid of everybody. That doesn't mean anything like that. But there's a clear distinction that has been kind of fused together. The two definitions have been kind of glued together with Steve Kime that need to be separated. There is a difference between having a lot of players on a roster in one position and having depth. See the offensive line. Now, massive offensive line injuries this year. That's what you get for having to, you know, lure back an elder statesman, Rodney Hudson, who was mulling retirement. Justin Pugh had, you know, tough injury history over the last couple of years. Like having depth and having a lot of players playing that position are two vastly different things. Building a deep roster is an art form. And Steve Kime failed art. I mean, I failed art too. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't be the only one to fail art. I mean, art, it's impossible. How do you paint? I, I don't understand. Um, but building a roster that is not top heavy is something that has been a huge void in the Arizona Cardinals organization pretty much for the last decade. Case in point, this is the dictionary definition. When Patrick Peterson was here, aside from 2014, I think, with Antonio Cromarty, when did Patrick Peterson have a cornerback two to play alongside with? One year, Brandon Williams, a running back, I, Texas A&M, I think, started at CB2 in week one, and he never played corner before. We've seen varying degrees of that dictionary definition of what this roster has been built like. And Steve Kime sugarcoated it by trading for name players who were already making a lot of money, which negated the ability for top-tier talent or close to it to be on rookie-scale contracts so you could build out a roster properly instead of just using super glue and band-aids to cover up the fractured foundation that was this roster. So a GM with, with positive and long-term player personnel background, whether it be a scout, director of player personnel, think like positions like that. And I know Steve kind of had a background in that, but you tell me if he was a top-tier guy at that, I'll leave it at that. Rand Carthon coming from the 49ers organization. You just have to bite the bullet here and say, you know what? The 49ers are built like a well-oiled machine. And you can't be like, well, it's the 49ers. Why would you want to? Because that is the factory where a lot of executives, a lot of head coaches are going to come from. 
what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have done has been masterful. And you asked me this two years ago or the year before their Super Bowl run, we were laughing at Kyle Shanahan. But what John Lynch did was, and what the front office did was, they put together a roster that had very little fat on it. Supreme at necessary positions, offensive line, defensive line, front seven. Took calculated risks with free agents and built a powerhouse insofar as they're now looking at the quarterback position like the running back position that the rest of the NFL looks like. It's this is one of my favorite, one of my favorite analogies to use. It's like the movie Rockstar with Mark with Mark Wahlberg. If I'm an old head for referencing that, so be it. Rockstar, synopsis, lead singer of a band. Mark Wahlberg is, is the fanboy. He dresses up like the lead singer. He's in the front row of every concert. One one night, the lead singer of the band's like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mark Wahlberg just takes over and he's the lead singer of the band. That's what the quarterback room looks like for the 49ers because the rest is built so eloquently and efficiently and effectively. And salary cap friendly. So if you look at anybody from the from the organization of, of the San Francisco 49ers as being a viable option for the Cardinals, you just got to bite the bullet that it's inner division, that it's kind of like, oh, do you mind? But if it benefits the future of the Arizona Cardinals, it doesn't matter. And pivoting to the quarterback, the head coach options, D'Amico Ryans is in that same light. So if you bring over Rand Carthon and D'Amico Ryans as a package, I think that may be more more beneficial than Sean Payton because Sean Payton, I know that it's the hot name. I know that it's the one, it's like the free agent in fantasy football that everybody's coveting, that everybody wants to use their number one waiver priority on. But take a beat and understand that while he did win a Super Bowl and while he elevated Drew Brees from where he was in San Diego with a shoulder injury, and that's what everybody saw, to making Miami Dolphins, you know, shake their fist at the sky for choosing Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. That doesn't mean that golfing, living in Arizona, and living that life doesn't play part into why he'd choose the Cardinals. He could be the microcosm of what the Arizona Cardinals are trying to avoid, which is free agents coming here, collecting a paycheck and retiring, which is what we've seen a lot. And I'm not saying that's the case. Ian Rappaport was done with Pat McAfee uh, earlier today, I believe, and said that he didn't, I'm paraphrasing, he didn't necessarily think that it was an option for Sean Payne to come to Arizona. Now it's starting to look more like a viable option. Again, I'm paraphrasing what Ian Rappaport said. But if you take a first-year head coach and you take a first-year GM with a vision that fits what will overcorrect in a positive way what we've seen in the last decade from the Arizona Cardinals, I don't know why that wouldn't be the leader in the clubhouse. Again, I understand. Offensive-minded head coach, Kyler Murray, I get it. But I'm hard-pressed to see a better option. Then D'Amico Ryans is the head coach right now. 
If now, if he were to be offered the job, if he were to be interviewed, all of those things. If you tell me Sean Payton's going to be the coach, he's going to have control over over personnel in some capacity, especially if it's a first year GM, they can kind of do it together. Would I be upset? Of course not. But this is the most important decision Michael Bidwell's had to make as the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. He doesn't have Steve Kime anymore. So it needs to be made with the future included and not just, oh, can we win the Sean Payton sweepstakes? And it seems, well, if all of these other teams want Sean Payton, then why wouldn't that be the first option for the Cardinals? The Cardinals are not the Broncos. The Cardinals are not the Chargers. The Cardinals are not the Cowboys. The Cardinals are not the Rams, if that comes into play. The Cardinals are an entity of their own. They are not run like other organizations are. They're run like they've won 10 Super Bowls. Don't worry. We got this. We know what we're doing when they don't. So this is a very fragile next step for the Cardinals. It needs to be made properly with intense thought, which I know Michael Bidwell will will take part in, but just because everybody else wants Sean Payton and just because Kyler Murray isn't 6'4", doesn't mean Sean Payton's the right move for the future. I'm not saying he is. I'm not saying he isn't. But not looking at other head coaching candidates as in-depth as Sean Payton would be a fool's errand for the Cardinals, is all I'm saying. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Another thing that's a fool's errand is diminishing the impact that DeAndre Hopkins has and, and has had on the Arizona Cardinals. It seems like a foregone conclusion that he's going to be traded at this point. But I want people to understand that the Cardinals cannot shortchange themselves with the trade package that they're going to get back. I'll explain more next. Locked on Cardinals. BetOnline.net. So BetOnline is your number one source for all your sports wagering information, stats, news, analysis, whatever. Get the latest odds and trends um, from every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to to basketball world cup, which has just ended. We've got all, we've got it all at betonline.net. If you love a sports podcast, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And listen, Locked on Cardinals, follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Thanks for hanging out on a Friday live. It can't be stressed enough how important this decision is for Michael Bidwell. And it's fun. We sit, oh, cool, all these names. There's going to be a bunch of interviews, which is great. And I talked about in the first segment. Having options and having the, the possibility to actually go through this process of hiring a new GM, hiring a new head coach. This is the beginning of the tabula rasa stage of the Arizona Cardinals. This is the beginning of the clean slate. This is Arizona Cardinals 2.0. And this is something some of us have been yearning for for a long time. And that's why it's so important to make the right choice for the culture of the Arizona Cardinals, where they want it to be, the winning culture, what they want their foundation to like, what kind of stability they want. Do they want a defensive-minded head coach? Do they want an offensive-minded head coach? Like, this is a choose-your-own-adventure for Michael Bidwell. And it kind of worries me a little bit because he 
has had a crutch in Steve Kime to help him through this point, you know, up to this point. These are massive decisions that need to be made. Because if the decisions end up working out, the Cardinals, like, I've built out this timeline multiple times since taking over this podcast in 2017, okay? Building a solid roster, winning games, having stability, having a respectful coach, yields, wins, sure, playoff appearances, absolutely, maybe Super Bowl appearances, whatever. There's one thing that the Arizona Cardinals specifically have been severely lacking, and that is being a true free agent destination. Aside from a 36-year-old Terrell Suggs taking $7 million, then getting cut, then going and winning a Super Bowl with Kansas City. A true free agent destination where you get, and free agency is, it's, you know, wildly different than it was 10 years ago. But it's like, you know, you've got a young guy, 27 years old, off his second contract, free agent. Oh, you know what? I really like what D'Amico Ryans and Kyler Murray are doing in the desert. I want to go and check out what they can offer me. That doesn't happen with the Cardinals. J.J. Watt was great. And for anybody that thought it was a money grab, hopefully at this point you understand that it wasn't. I never thought that it was. J.J. Watt's a different cat. But any sort of, think of it as passive income with the business. The Cardinals have never had passive income when it came to free agency. They've had to outbid. They've had to overbid. They've had to trade for. They've had to do everything that a middling franchise has done. They've never woken up in the middle of the night to a text like, hey, I want to come for a workout, in so many words. The passive income has never happened for the Arizona Cardinals because they've shot themselves in the foot. And the beginning of the journey is right now to where it's higher GM, higher head coach, draft well, free agency well, even though my English wasn't great there, win 10 games next year, make the playoffs, and then do it again. And then do it again. And then free agents will be pounding on State Farm Stadium door to come play for the Arizona Cardinals because the benefits of playing in Arizona are vast. Tell somebody from the Jets playing at East Rutherford that playing at State Farm Stadium isn't better. Get your golf game up. Enjoy perfect weather for eight months a year. Those things should be perks and not reasons for why free agents come to Arizona. And that's something that the Cardinals have been severely lacking. And how it can start, how you can start to build that passive income with free agency starts today, starts tomorrow with the right choice of GM and head coach for the Arizona Cardinals, not just because other teams are looking at a specific person. Look inward, look at what you want the future of your organization to be, Michael Bidwell, and choose accordingly based on that, not based on what other people say. One thing that other people are saying that's pissing me off is not understanding how important DeAndre Hopkins is. It's seemingly a foregone conclusion that he's not going to be an Arizona Cardinal next year. And I've tweeted out multiple times that the one thing the Cardinals can't do is trade DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick to a contender. And the reason why doing the math is you want as high of a draft pick as possible, okay? A high draft pick in the second round is usually not a contender. So you can trade him to the Chiefs, who, according to some, uh, is the is the favorite 
to land DeAndre Hopkins, they're going to have probably the 28th through the 32nd pick. So getting a first round pick for them in 28 is more palatable, especially if that's their last piece to fill out their offense, as opposed to trading a second round pick to Kansas City, which will be, you know, in the high 50s or low 60s, which may as well be a third round pick, which isn't enough value. You've got to understand when DeAndre Hopkins is on the field, he is a terror. He is an absolute terror. And just because this season was not good for the Cardinals doesn't mean that what he does when he's on the field isn't masterful still. And I can't comprehend the short-term memory loss that people have with DeAndre Hopkins. Remember the first four or five games where he came back? It's like, oh, yep, still DeAndre Hopkins, still catches everything, still has the catch radius of, you know, Goliath, still, you know, isn't fast, has never been fast, and that will elongate his career barring any sort of injury subsided from that. He runs with cinder blocks on his feet compared to the fast receivers, and that's okay. That means that his career can elongate when the speed is gone. Not everybody's the Sean Jackson. Not everybody's even Antonio Brown who still had some giddy up before, you know, he was unceremoniously, unceremoniously removed from the NFL. DeAndre Hopkins catches everything, can route, can run every route in the route tree, and always seems to get to where he needs to go regardless of having blazing speed or not. And on 15 teams in the NFL, he'd still be their wide receiver one. Don't look at the age. Don't look at the PED suspension because I still believe that he didn't know that there was a banned substance in there. And look at what he's done since becoming an Arizona Cardinal. Without him, this offense is null. Without him, this offense is stagnant. Without him, the Cardinals would not have made the playoffs. They would not have won as many games as they did. And people don't appreciate how great DeAndre Hopkins truly is. And you know what? It's on brand. And then you're going to look and see DeAndre Hopkins in a different uniform and be like, man, he was pretty good. I wish the Cardinals would have gotten more for him in the trade when they traded him. Have that thought process now before they trade him instead of going back to the Stockholm syndrome of, oh, dang, I wish the Cardinals would have kept him. Understand that they probably won't now, but also understand how great, go to YouTube and watch highlights of DeAndre Hopkins. He is a bona fide still wide receiver one. And it's not arguable in my opinion. The mindset of rooting for players who used to play for Arizona sports teams when they go elsewhere is sweet, but it's also a defeatist attitude. Like, you know what? Kind of know that the Cardinals didn't utilize him properly. Kind of know that, you know, it could have been better here. Let's root for him when he's gone. How about you root for the betterment of the team that you root for and try to maximize the draft capital you can get in return for an elite wide receiver still at 31. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you Monday.